I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio is a new arts leader to the Wilmington community, uh, now the Executive Director of the Delaware Contemporary, Dr. Joseph Gonzalez. Welcome, Joseph. Hello, Paul. Thank you. It's great to have you joining us today. Um, new to Wilmington, but certainly not new to the greater Delaware Valley arts scene. Uh, tell, tell our listening audience a little bit about you and your background and what, brings, what brought you to Wilmington. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, I was previously at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, where I was the director of the uh, Graduate Museum Communication Program in Museum Studies. Uh, and in that role, I obviously was uh, leading the program, but also teaching and preparing students for careers in uh, communications, marketing, development, fundraising, and, and, and various other administrative roles in the museum and uh, cultural field. And uh, previous to that, I was at the Fleischer Art Memorial, where I was the manager of community uh, engagement and research. And I have um, worked at, at numerous other arts organizations on a project basis or, or as an employee in the Philadelphia area, including the Mural Arts Program, the Historical Society of Pennsylvania, to name a couple. And uh, recently, my orientation kind of turned towards the, the Wilmington area. And what attracted you in particular to Wilmington and the Delaware Contemporary? Sure. I had done some evaluation work for the Delaware Humanities Forum. I was uh, uh, put on their list of evaluators about six years ago, and my first evaluation was at a program. It was a partnership with the uh, University of Delaware and the Hagley uh, Museum and Library, and that was sort of my entree into the cultural community, and and shortly after that, I, I got some other calls, including uh, what was at the time the Delaware Center for Contemporary Arts. And that was where my relationship with this organization started. But I also had the uh, the, the pleasure of, of going to the uh, Cab Calloway uh, High School for, 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 for the Arts, as well as the Historical Society in Wilmington. And so that is where I got to know this particular museum, as well as the cultural community. And um, it was a real eye-opener, as you know. Uh, I don't have to tell you, or I'm sure many of the listeners, that uh, you know Philadelphians uh, can be very uh, Philadelphia-centric. So I, I, it was a great sort of eye-opening for me to, to learn of the really vibrant uh, arts and cultural community here. So when this position uh, became open, um, and I was already contemplating a, a career change, um, that familiarity, uh, knowing the the organization, the, the quality of the exhibitions and the programming that occurred there, I went for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, the Delaware Contemporary has quite a different look today than it did when it was founded back in, I think, 1979. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts. Back, I, I remember when they were actually down on the Brandywine in the old Public Works building mm-hmm. there. Uh, for our listeners, uh, t- tell us a little bit about the background of sort of the formation of the Delaware Contemporary for the uh, Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts and its evolution 
into the Delaware Contemporary? Sure. The Delaware Contemporary, well, we were founded in 1979, as you mentioned, by a small volunteer group of artists and art patrons. And and really, it was their goal to promote the growth and the understanding of, of contemporary art in Delaware. Uh, and they were, they were centered uh, here in Wilmington. And uh, the organization flourished, and it, and it had a real energy and, and and kind of experimental spirit, and continued to uh, grow. Uh, had many successful exhibitions through that time, made lots of friends and and supporters, many of which whom of which are around today. Um, and and went through a couple of location changes, uh, and in 2000, uh, we moved to our current location on the riverfront. Um, we moved to the abandoned Harlan and Hollingsworth Rail- Railroad a car assembly plant, and we've made that our home for the past 17 years now, and, and we're really proud. Um, my board, the stories I hear from the people that have been involved from the beginning, uh, proud of this history, but we're also proud to be part of the revitalization efforts uh, that have taken place on on the riverfront. So that's our, our home now. And in 2015, um, we uh, decided to uh, change our name and our look uh, to the Delaware Contemporary. And the thinking was to kind of get away from the um, what I've heard been called in other places, the alphabet soup, the acronym, the DCCA, because there were other uh, DCs in the area, Delaware um, uh, based organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we felt that the Delaware Contemporary would help sort of distinguish us and uh, help us stand out uh, from an identity standpoint. And at that time, we also um, uh, tweaked our mission um, so that we were really inclusive of of art, technology, design, of the the contemporary, the current trends in, in creative practice that were happening as well. Now, the organization was founded, as you mentioned, uh, by a, a group of local artists coming together. How how does that original mission still uh, reflect itself in your your operations and your activities? That's a great question. Uh, one way, and and I think it's uh, a lesser known uh, than I want it to be, and this is my chance to, to get it out there, is that we have twenty six artist studios on site uh, that we rent um, at uh, an affordable price to practicing artists, and some of those artists have. Uh, that are in the facility have been there since we opened the new building and we're actually uh, uh, part of the second wave of, of artists that, that joined uh, the Delaware Contemporary in those days. And so we support artists in that way in all points of their career arc. We've got emerging artists, we've got mid-career artists, and we've got very well-established and seasoned artists. So to me, that's a that's a one really concrete way in, in which that we support that original vision um, of the organization. Now, part of your description, I believe, is that you are a non-collecting museum. Is that correct? Yes. Now, what, what does that mean, and, and how does that... Uh, 
how do your operations in terms of your gallery spaces reflect that? Sure. So as a non-collecting contemporary art museum and center, uh, our exhibitions are, are constantly changing. You can say that we're continually offering um, fresh art from artists from the Delaware, from Delaware and the region, as well as known American and international artists. So um I think that's a real distinguishing point that we have is that we are uh, offering the, this fresh art from, again, artists from different uh, uh, locations, although we do like to focus on the the, the, the region, um, as well as at, at, from different points in their career, which is also really important. Uh, and how many gallery spaces do you have? We have not to uh, put you on the spot. Put, putting me on the spot a little <laughs> bit, but uh, because I'm still in my learning curve, I'm envisioning four. We've got uh, yeah, one, two, three. It's a pair of galleries. We've okay. got the Dupont one right. and the Dupont two, three, four, five galleries, uh, and then we also have the ability to ex- exhibit artwork uh, exteriorly, um, and we also partner with other organizations, uh, particularly through our education activities, uh, to put on other shows. We also use our auditorium uh, to uh, show student and community-based art as well. So we have the five sort of fixed galleries, but also uh, use other spaces uh, creatively to to showcase uh, many budding artists. I was going to say, I know you've had some student exhibitions in there, and I know you've had a partnership with the Latin American Community Center and, and an art project that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, could you, uh, in any given year, how, how many different exhibitions would you have? So our exhibition schedule is, is quite uh, uh, quite hefty. We have 30 plus exhibitions in any given year. Um, that number uh, in reading our history ha- has been as high as 45. Um, in this day and age, we've uh, we've slowed it down a little bit so that our, our exhibitions have time to breathe and that people have time to discover them uh, uh, out there through the various means uh, and 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 so that people uh, don't miss the shows that they that they want to get a chance to see. So um, we're uh, 30, uh, just over 30. Now, how do you go about selecting the exhibitions that you present? That's a, another really good question. So uh, there are a couple of ways. One, we have a, a curatorial committee, and uh, it led by our Gretchen Hupful curator, uh, who is currently uh, Catherine Page, and they uh, receive uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, call. I mean, not calls. They receive. Uh, uh, materials from from various artists we also have specific calls that we put out for specific exhibitions and they meet uh, regularly to uh, review and help to plan out the schedule uh, one sometimes two years out in advance Um, another way is through our hatch gallery uh, which is the gallery that's really devoted to showcase the studio artists and the studio artists um, are in some ways a self-governing group and they curate that gallery so uh, it's typically done as a pairing and that particular gallery changes out monthly um, and it's a great way, again, for our studio artists to, to show their their most current work. Um, and, and again, keeping what we do uh, continually fresh. Mm-hmm. 
Much more to explore, but let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Dr. Joseph Gonzalez, the Executive Director of the Delaware Contemporary here in Wilmington on the Riverfront. Uh, Joseph, uh, in, with these exhibitions, uh, I, I know you also have special events, and uh, I believe you're, you're part of the monthly Art, Art on the Town, the Art Loop. Uh, could you speak to some of those special events and how you promote these exhibitions? Absolutely. Uh, uh, the Art Loop is one of our uh, larger regular events, obviously, because we're 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 linked into the larger effort uh, by the city and the and the arts community, and. Um, we have a couple of exciting ones coming up. The the next one is actually September 8th, which is they typically occur on the first Friday. However, this is the exception because of the holiday schedule. So it, it will actually be occurring on, on September 8th. Um, we'll have a opening for an exhibition called Don't Worry About the Government by artist Adam Ledford. I've, and we'll have two new studio uh, uh, artist exhibitions as well by Ruth Ansel and Graham Doherty. Um, we're also uh, fortunate that that the Rolling Revolution, we've got a great parking lot, parking space, and we're able to host uh, uh, many of the Rolling Revolution food trucks uh, on that evening. Um, and so we also typically have uh, some sort of uh, form of live entertainment, uh, and that varies from a, a DJ to a local p- performance group. Can be youth based, can be professional uh, musicians or performers. Um, so that's the that's the next one. And the, the the following one takes place October sixth. Um, and again, we've got a, a, a reception for two of our studio artists, Hugh Atkins and Jenna Lucente. Uh, we'll have DJ Skinny White, uh, who I understand is a is a, is a fixture uh, on the scene around here. And then we're actually for this evening, we're going to have an after party. Uh, we're going to feature the compound sound system with the selectors from the West Kensington. They're going to uh, Kensingtons. They're going to set up a nine by nine foot speaker system in the traditional tradition of, of Jamaican music sound systems, and they're going to spin uh, some ska and other great Jamaican music, as well as let the on, uh, uh, teach or, or, or share information to the, the, the onlookers and listeners about, about that history, that rich musical history. Now, in addition to the special events, uh, the regular visitor can come in at, at, during the week. Uh, any uh, logistical information about that? Absolutely. So we uh, offer uh, free general admission to the public. Uh, we do ask for suggested donations uh, that are posted there for those who who uh, feel are able and compelled uh, to um, to give. Uh, and our normal uh, uh, business hours are Tuesday and Sunday, twelve to five p.m. Wednesday, we're open late. That's a special night for us, and we're open from 12 to 7 p.m. for for folks who may not be able to uh, come to the museum during normal work hours. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, we have extended hours from 10 to 5 p.m., uh, so we open a little earlier on those days. Um, we also, uh, you'll want to check our website because we do have special a calendar of special events and obviously the Art Loop and, and other times we are open uh, uh, later uh, for those events. 
Um, we offer parking. I know that's a that's a big uh, uh, bonus for many cultural organizations, uh, particularly after five uh, during our big events. We have um, extended parking um, available in in our parking lot that we share uh, with uh, with the, with our neighboring building. Now, you you mentioned earlier on that the building you you are in is a refurbished, renovated old railroad building could you could you speak to the building itself and kind of the architecture because it really is a fascinating building just in and of itself sure we um we label it architecturally as urban chic uh and it is uh if you look at the historical photographs of of the building it it was in many ways a, a giant green uh tin shed and um, it was a real architectural feat to come in and, and refurbish it. My understanding is also that the building, the foundation physically had to be raised uh, several inches um, to make it compliant and, 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 and uh, free of, of, of threat uh, mm-hmm. because we are on a, on a, in a, on a river zone. Mm-hmm. And they tried, the architects tried to maintain some of that original feel. So when you pass uh, our building, you'll note that the exterior still has that corrugated steel feel. And when you enter the building, we've got these uh, beautiful uh, 40 plus feet high ceilings uh, in our in our atrium area, our lobby area. And you can see some of the uh, exposed uh, steel beams there that are that are left from the original building. Um, the other great thing is, it, you know, it's able it, it, that space uh, allowed us to have these really ample uh, gallery spaces um, that allow us to hang unique work um, that is is taller than work that you might find in 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 other art spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it provides us this really uh, unique art space that, that's both functional and and interesting to be in. Uh, and another thing that it allows us to do is uh, that a lot of people may not know is um, as a as a rental facility um, we uh, people uh, you know come in and and, and and use the space for weddings, uh, mitzvahs, uh, community events as well. We we work with community partners um, such as the the leukemia I believe it's the leukemia foundation, uh, uh, Fresh Start. Uh, and other nonprofit organizations who utilize our space as as a fundraiser space. So mm. we're really proud of that, and and also that our that our space can be such a community resource. But but I'll be in there, and and somebody will come into the building uh, for the first time, and and they'll literally uh, go, ah, this mm. is really cool or really interesting mm-hmm. uh, because of the the unique sort of architectural makeup of the space. And you also have a range of outreach and education programs. Absolutely. Another thing that we're uh, incredibly proud of, um, you know, we offer the first rate exhibitions, but our art education work is is truly uh, phenomenal as well. Uh, we offer work both on site or, or programs on site and off site for children and adult learners from all backgrounds. 
We have a, a variety of classes and workshops for youth and families. Um, for instance, right now we have a steampunk master sp- uh, maker space uh, workshop uh, going on. It's a it's a summer camp program. Uh, it's great to come in and, and see the young people uh, being so creative and inventive um, in the space. And we also offer uh, free family Sundays, which people can can uh, learn about uh, the specific dates on our website. We also offer uh, programs for adults, uh, both traditional experiences like drawing and painting, uh, but also uh, we have a series of socially oriented uh, creative maker experiences through our happy hour make and mingle. and you might be wondering, well, what could uh, one do there? Well, we have uh, book binding for beginners, uh, upcycled jewelry, and ice dyeing. Mm. Yes, I said ice dyeing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, uh, partnerships um, throughout the city through our Contemporary Connections and Creative Arts Club. Uh, we work with pre-K on up on up to high school students uh, through the Latin American Cultural Center, the uh, Freire Charter Charter School, Boys and Girls Club, uh, and both the Howard and the Newcastle uh, Votech schools as mm-hmm. well. Like I said, we're, we're really proud of that program because it extends um, the work that we do, the and and our goal to uh, to to have people incorporate creativity and making in their daily lives. So being able to work with these different audiences um, uh, really again aligns with with where we started from, and and that is that appreciation for for creativity and and art uh, in today's society. And I know you also on occasion bring in performing artists. We've got about a minute and a half left. Any uh, comments on that? Uh, we do from time to time uh, have special events. Uh, I know uh, one of the regulars is a group uh, called uh, Melo Manet, mm-hmm. uh, and they are a uh, contemporary Baroque uh, chamber group. And we had a great uh, meeting, um, and they're going to be doing some really cool stuff to bring in that sort of contemporary feel and, and to make the best use of our space mm-hmm. uh, and bring some sort of multimedia, mixed media elements into uh, their performance. So, so that's been a really great relationship. We also bring in uh, drumming groups, uh, different jazz groups from the area uh, as well, and, and different kinds of regional music as well. Great. Uh, in the time we have left, again, uh, your website address? Yes, our website address, easy to remember, decontemporary.org. And you're down on the riverfront in Wilmington, part of a, a real renaissance in the yeah. Wilmington area. Our our guest today has been Dr. Joseph Gonzalez, the new executive director of the Delaware Contemporary. Joseph, it's it's really been a pleasure to hear from you, your background, what brought you to Wilmington, and uh, and the evolution of the Delaware Contemporary. Likewise, Paul. Thank you for having me. Mm